0: Hey there, Brian and Janelle podcast listeners, Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified. Because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old. And my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial, it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand, and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a, a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. so pleased to welcome back Dr. Glenn Dewar. He's a regular contributor to the show, an assistant professor of international studies at Cedarville University. Welcome back, doctor. Thank you for having me. Now, we normally talk about current events with, you know, uh, international politics and things of that nature, because that's your area of expertise. Uh, but you actually have a new book out. I'm not a book interview guy, but uh, I'm a Dr. Glenn Dewar guy. So the book is called Patriotism and the Cross while I think it's one of the more like low-hanging fruit, annoying questions interviewers ask, it's still, I think, relevant now. What inspired you to write this book?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a great question. And there are several factors. One is that uh, in my academic work, I'd uh, often explored a range of different areas, but I never fully integrated it with scripture. And so I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to change that and Give my first fruits to God uh, in, in all areas of my life. And, and so I was challenged by, by a pastor of mine and by uh, one of my colleagues to really try and put something together. So the subtitle of the book is A, a Theology of Nationalism. So I really try and wander through all kinds of contours related to nationalism uh, in the 21st century to show how the Bible is relevant uh, to get at issues like transnationalism, that is, that we as followers of Christ have such strong links with our brothers and sisters uh, around the world, uh, to look at things like free trade agreements, like uh, independence movements, and to ask, you know, where do we as Christ followers sit? So uh, I was challenged by a number of really great uh, and godly people in my life, and as an attempt on my part to give my first fruits to God. And, and also I'm, I'm thinking about this as a, as a series to, to write a a series of the quote unquote theology books on political subjects. And so uh, Lord willing, this is the first one. And so we'll, we'll see.
0: A much needed topic. And you know, even in the title and subtitle, you've got two words that are real key these days, patriotism and nationalism. A lot of people go potato, patata, tomato, tomato. It's all the same. Is it?
1: Uh, no, not at all. And uh, what I try to explore is, is a continuum to show that you know, these, these are two frequently used terms, but there are many others, and to really try and parse out through Scripture where a, a Christian should stand. And so I, uh, on this continuum, I, I look at other related terms like globalism or a regionalism colonialism and and even a hyper-nationalism, and I try and tease out, well, where is it that a a Christian should properly stand? And so I I would argue that both patriotism and nationalism, if properly bounded, noting that they're different, are places where Christians can stand. And so there's a fair bit that has to be teased out in all of this, but under the appropriate circumstances, a Christian can fit in either category. Again, I would have to get into my definitions a bit more to to say this is where I think
0: descriptively the Bible lands. I love stuff like this, Doc, because that's not what I expected you to say, but I trust you've got a compelling answer. So what we're going to do is hit pause in this conversation. Again, Dr. Glenn Dewar with us, author of the brand new book, Patriotism and the Cross. And he says that Christians could, under certain circumstances, be either patriotic or nationalistic. How and when? We'll find out in just a minute. Hey, welcome. It's the middle of this podcast episode. You know, the spot in most podcasts where you hear an ad of some sort, maybe a thank you to a sponsor. Well, we're going to do something a little different. Here's what I mean Did you know the most powerful type of marketing is word of mouth? You know, when a friend tells you, hey, have you heard this podcast? It's so good, you've got to listen. And that's what I'm just going to ask for today. We're not going to ask you to buy a product or do anything in particular other than would you share this podcast with a friend? Maybe it's this episode or your favorite or whatever it is. Pick out a friend or two, tell them about the Brian and Janelle podcast and ask them to give us a shot. That's one of the ways to help us spread the word and help us stand out in the middle of a really crowded podcast space. We'd be so grateful. Thanks a lot. Let's get back to the show. Dr. Glenn Dewar, friend of the show and assistant professor of international studies at Cedarville University. Go to cedarville.edu for more. Well, Dr. Dewar's book, Patriotism and the Cross, is just out and is so relevant for today. Now, you mentioned before the break, Doc, that both patriotism and nationalism in your examination of the scriptures could be where a Christian sits under certain circumstances. So let's start with the easier one, patriotism. What is it and why would a Christian fit with it?
1: Well, in the beginning, I, I start with the definition of a collective sentiment within a country, and so I argue that whether ancient or modern, or, or even in the future, there will be countries, and these are something that have the these are uh, elements that God has put in place, uh, stemming back to the Tower of Babel. Um, there are different ways that human beings have organized historically, but countries is a, a major way, and that collective sentiment is what le- makes it last. And so with patriotism I argue that this population cannot be jingoistic, that is a uh, fancy way of saying they can't be too fervent in their belief to put down other countries to raise themselves up. That there, there has to be this, this sense of, okay, we're, we're a good country, a very good country, but at the same time not to the detriment of others and generally it's peaceful, and it's bounded under a civic constitution that is free of any uh, ethnic or racial animosity. And so that's generally the best place to stand, but as we know in a fallen world under Genesis 3, there's all kinds of conflict, so it's easy to kind of cast ourselves in this kumbaya world where everything's great, but there's tension, there's conflict, and so I actually argue that under certain circumstances, nationalism is acceptable if very narrowly bounded by, A, the civic constitution, Uh, so again devoid of racial or ethnic barriers, but also to say that defensive war, uh, where there's an attack on the homeland, is appropriate, again under very bounded circumstances, and even plausibly trying to intervene in cases where there's some form of ethnic uh, cleansing or genocide elsewhere in the world to say that uh, if we take Christian love, there should at least be an examination of how we can prevent others from dying elsewhere in the world, and if that takes nationalism, it does.
0: Can you help us better understand that subtle difference between nationalism and patriotism? Because my general understanding of it in the past was that you would just generally say, not you, but people would say, patriotism, good. Nationalism, bad.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I think I think the uh, definition is it needs to be teased out a, a little bit more because with, with nationalism, we tend to conflate it with colonialism or hyper-nationalism. Uh, and when there's a, uh, and I would argue that that's, that's uh, faulty, that, that uh, requires a little bit more uh, careful excavation. And so with, with nationalism, uh, it is a sentiment that is strong in favor of your country. Uh, but at the same time, if it is bounded under a constitution where people can join that country, where immigrants can come in, they can become citizens, where they can participate. And where there's a community that's built on on uh, loving the the next generation and protecting them and, and moving through,
0: uh, then it then
1: it is something that can work.
0: And that does sound a little bit utopian, as you mentioned before. So let's get into what does it look like for a Christian to have, dare I say, a sinful measure of patriotism or nationalism?
1: It's a tricky one because throughout the the book i I give the admonition that that we as followers of christ are have a heavenly citizenship so there there there's two at the same time we have an earthly one and we have a heavenly one and maybe there are multiple earthly ones Uh, i i go through the the life of paul to show how just in in every circumstance he was trying to lead people to christ whether or not it was as a uh, a Jew or uh, a scholar of Greek or a Roman citizen, and and so there are aspects like that, and so I also show how you know, as as human beings age, uh, we uh, are closer and closer to heaven, and that in heaven there is no you know compartmentalization of countries, although we will arrive in heaven with a lens of knowing the world in different countries, and so. I also note that circumstances can change, people can move, they might be called as missionaries to different countries, and so uh, the way I try and describe it is holding a national identity with a loose hand, uh, like a TV remote or uh, a running baton or something like that, to, to hold it to say, yes, you know, God has placed me in this national context on earth for a reason, uh, to share the gospel and make disciples. And so I can do that in my country, in my vocation, and do it grasping this, but also to realize that uh, my days on earth are limited, and that I have brothers and sisters elsewhere in the world with whom I have a massive amount of connection, that we will share heaven one day. So to to argue that uh, nationalism and national identity are appropriate, that they can be held because God has placed us in this life for a purpose and for a time, but to note that that time will expire and that there is a greater heavenly call on our lives. We have to be careful of being jingoistic or overly nationalistic at times, and that's where where I argue that patriotism is the more appropriate situation under which we should live
0: most of our lives. So now as you survey America today, there's plenty of people on the ideological sides of the political spectrum that could fall under either category, right? So how would you measure the health of patriotism and nationalism in America today? Are we at healthy levels, kind of moderately bad, or like are we in dangerous places?
1: We are uh, abundantly blessed, I think, because of our constitution and in ways that we do not realize. It protects us in, in really uh, amazing ways. It is a document that is uh, civic in nature, so it would fit as patriotism or civic nationalism, both of which I think can, can fit. And so the, the danger is uh, in moving away from that the danger is in uh, not treating others well elsewhere in the world. Uh, There are certain circumstances where uh, that makes sense from a national security perspective, but we also have to be very careful. Now, the state of our country right now is one that is more deeply divided, not more so than any point in history, but certainly more than most points in history. And so that is the, the real danger is that Uh, Americans aren't treating each other Christianly, and that there are massive, massive divides now between the two political parties. Um, It was one that was uh, much more closely connected, even 20 years ago, it was hard to even disentangle a lot of differences between Republican and Democratic candidates, and I'm not suggesting that it should converge again. But what I'm saying is that uh, there needs to be a greater sense of unity within the country, because. If the Constitution gets pushed out the way, that's been our big saving grace in terms of national identity for for many, many years, decades, and well, a couple centuries now.
0: Our guest has been Dr. Glenn Dewar, Assistant Professor of International Studies at Cedarville University, his brand new book, Patriotism and the Cross. How can folks get their hands on this book, Doc?
1: Amazon is the easiest way, uh, as well as by the publisher. Uh, It's by Resource Publications, which is an imprint of WIPF and Stocks, W-I-P-F and S-T-O-C-K.com. Those are the two most prominent ways to get it. Thank you.
0: And again, Dr. Dewar is Assistant Professor of International Studies at Cedarville University. For more information on that school, just go to cedarville.edu, cedarville.edu. Dr. Dewar, as always, we love spending time with you, brother. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or, again, at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week, Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood brian and janelle podcast is a production of wcrf moody radio cleveland until next time we're brian and janelle